Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the Monday morning show. We have the main podcast crew here, and uh, we're going to talk about the things we always talk about, little Yankees, little Red Sox, little Orioles, because now we have more Orioles guys on the crew than Red Sox fans. Uh, We're going to start with um, the segment that we're calling First Pitch. We're going to finally put names to all of the shit that we've done every week. First Pitch is just checking in on what's going on seeing how the guys are doing, anything that they want to talk about. Barnes, I will start with you because you have the most exciting thing to talk about. Baby Barnes is here. Little Judge Jeter Barnes, I believe his name is. Uh, how's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, everyone who's listening in? Uh, yeah, life has been pretty hectic the last couple of days. Uh, unfortunately, the baby's name is not Judge or Jeter. That got shot down by his mother really fast. Uh, as well as my pride. She's like, oh, no, you can sleep on the couch for a little while. You're already <laughs> sleeping on this really weak hospital bed, which I'm sure you guys may or may not know of. If you're listening in, it's it's terrible. I just slept on the floor. Um, no, it, it's been a complete blessing. It, it's great. And uh, I found myself watching uh, with the Yankees were playing the A's on the West Coast. I was like, oh, he's getting a little fussy. Oh. This is the first time we're watching a baseball game, even though you're not really looking at the screen. But it felt great to, you know, have my son, who I'm really excited about. Um, and we were just like, we literally watched our first baseball game together, whether he knows it or not. It was just a cool experience. I love it. That's awesome. Welcome back to the show. Doug, how's your work vacation going on the West Coast? Well, it's still Sunday night out here on the West Coast. It's still Sunday night where you guys are all talking from, too. So it is still Sunday night. <laughs> um, what a great weekend. The, the, the best team in the American League <laughs> won a series on the road against the second best team in the American League. Who can't be happy about that? Um, for all of you who don't know. The Orioles beat the Astros, and I'm 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 loving it. It's so awesome it's because Go ahead. nobody expected them to. Not a single person in the world, not even me. <laughs> um, so it's it's going pretty good. I'm having fun. I get to sit out by the pool and watch baseball all day um, because all the games start super early. So. I've already watched like three baseball games today and uh, it's still only uh, whatever time it is over here. Six o'clock. Did I just lose you guys? No, I'm here. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. That's about it. It's a great time to be an Orioles fan. John, is it the Sunday night show or the Monday morning show? I don't think I've heard your opinion on this yet. Um, I to me it's a Sunday night show because that's when we're recording it, and that's the way I view it. So yeah, yeah it's the Sunday night show. My man. Yeah. I was trying to stay neutral and stay out of this very, very Swiss in my approach, but yeah, it's so I always refer to it as a Sunday night show. Okay, all right. All right. I think we, we're gonna have to put it to a vote on uh, on Twitter, I think, and probably put this to bed. Anything else you have going on, John? I'm doing good, man. I had a great weekend. I ate really well. I went to a food truck that sells turkey legs where you just kind of lift up the bone and shake it and the meat just falls off. It was absolutely amazing. That was yesterday. Today I went and ate at a Cajun restaurant. So, I mean, I'm happy. I'm full and I'm ready to talk about sports. 
I love it. I love it. Luke, and what's going on with you? his brains out probably <laughs> yeah. after that Cajun restaurant. It's the, I, we spent 10 minutes on the chat the other days. It's the head to head show. The Red Sox show is socks is a sock show. The Yankee show is the stripe show. The Monday morning show. See, I almost said it. The Monday morning show is the head to head show. Cause you know, it's um, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And what John's saying is right. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's going good. Um, a, uh, the, what I wanted to open up with today was this news that I saw that was really cool and really brought me back to my childhood. I never collected baseball cards. My brother did. So I was around them a lot. So I saw all of his baseball cards. He loved Bo Jackson. He had a bunch of Bo Jackson cards in the protective sleeves, some of them in the, the thick plastic sleeve sleeves that were looked like glass kind of, but uh, I read today that a 1952 Mickey Mantle card that was found in an attic somewhere sold for $12.6 million. Um, yep. That's the most anyone has ever paid for any sports item, card, or memorabilia. Um, and it just made me happy to see the resurgence of the baseball card market. I know you guys have mentioned that um, that's happened for the last couple of years at least. Um, I wasn't aware of it because I was never really into it, but $12 million for one card. And that broke the record for a Honus Wagner card that got sold this month for $7.25 million. Um, uh, and they, that, I think that one, this one, this Mickey Mantle one came from the collection of someone Doug may have heard of because Doug's really into baseball cards. His name is Alan, Alan Rosen. His nickname is Mr. Mint. And he's apparently a legend of the baseball card industry uh, because of his 1952 Tops collection. Um, I didn't know any there was anything special about 1952 baseball cards, 1952 Tops cards, and I don't I don't know why Mickey Mantle cards seem more valuable than anybody else's because uh, there was another 52 Mantle sold for 5.2 million dollars last year. So I thought that was really interesting to see. I had no idea this kind of money was being shelled out for baseball cards anywhere right now. So I just thought that was a really interesting thing that I wanted to, I wanted to discuss there. Well, at least mention here. So, so if I may, um, baseball cards are, I, as Luke said, I just got back into it. Uh, got back into the hobby, chasing Barnes back into the hobby too. Yeah. Buddy. Um, <laughs> um, what was really cool is I went the last time I went to my uh, local card shop, he had boxes of um, boxes of the 1987 uh, wax packs, the ones that still had that bubble gum in it. And, you know, during a couple of my card shows, we we're opening them and I got a Bo Jackson rookie card. Um, some, some like Barry Bonds has a card um ron gidry has a card like all these cool people i kind of forget about it's like oh they have cards that you know back then um and and that also uh spurred my imagination and that is what uh barnes and my bet will be on if the orioles uh um record is above 500 this year so doug i think you should just mail me the gum i probably should I'll I'll just chew the gum now because I think the Orioles are going to go over 500. I'm <laughs> I'm still I can't wait on for it. This. this is going to be so but much I fun. think it's going to happen. I'll chew the gum and something else. <laughs> so like 
So like the gum, like have you ever broken a Kit Kat before and you hear that like crunch? <laughs> the 30 year old gum is doing that, but like more crisp of a of a break than the Kit Kat. It's like sticking to cards. There's like a powder film on it because it's so old. It is nasty. It is that gum nasty tasted stuff. awful back in those days when the you know when there was when it was fresh when the cards were from that yeah. very year. I can't imagine what they taste like now. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, fun to see who has to eat that gum. <laughs> There's seven games over 500 right now with, what, 35 to play? Yeah, 35. They do play some pretty tough games, though. I think they're playing. They do. We're talking about those in. They got, I'm sweating. Yeah, they do have to go up against Toronto, who's playing for a playoff spot against them. So it's going to be a tough month. I don't yeah. think it's over yet, but I do think Barnes is going to end up eating that gum. <laughs> we will definitely be talking about that later. You got it. Uh, my Orioles thing of the week is I went to the game on Thursday where they walked it off against the White Sox in uh, in the bottom of the 11th. But it was an even bigger deal for myself uh, being the boy who loved Joe Kelly because in Camden Yards, you get to hang out right behind the, the visiting bullpen. and. Uh, Got to hang out with Joe for a little while. Didn't want to bother him. Didn't want to ask how Tyler Austin's doing. He had some work to do, and he pitched a great inning. Uh, but it was cool. I haven't seen him in person in a couple of years, and uh, he's my guy. Always will be my guy. Uh, the best part from that game, who was the losing pitcher? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Jake Diekman, for you at Ain't home you that don't Diekman? get the reference. <laughs> Yeah, Deacon sucks. As soon as he came, like, uh, you know, you, you see before anybody else because you're standing right by the bullpen. And as soon as he stood up, I was like, yeah, the Orioles are winning this game. <laughs> There's no way. Did There's he no walk way. anybody? Uh, no, he just instantly gave up a hit. It was over. Um, all right, let's jump into it. Let's start with um, let's start with the lonely Red Sox fan. Luke, you're the only one. Um, and uh, they win a series this weekend against the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, today did not go so well. But Trevor Story's back. They're making some changes to the bullpen. Uh, what's on your mind when it comes to Red Sox Nation? It's mostly, it's mostly, I mean, it's bad stuff with the Red Sox. It's going to be for the rest of the year, you know, in terms of this year. But you got to recalibrate your expectations for a team that's clearly out of it. You know, they got their third ser- uh, series win against an AL East team. So that's a positive. Um, the Bogarts hit a home run on Friday. Uh, JD Martinez hit a home run today. Amazingly. So they both clearly read my column on bleacherbrawls.com, the disappointments offense, and that really got galvanized them, uh, to really get their heads out of their asses and start contributing. Um, so anyone listening to this who hasn't read it, you should read it. Um, maybe it might get you, get you to get jump started in, in your career a little bit more. Um, uh, Franchi Cordero, two home runs this weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, he's, uh, hopefully going back to the farm, uh, earlier this season, um, helped him find whatever mojo he lost, uh, last, um, you know, when they went to Tampa and caught the Klubola virus when just everything went wrong and nothing went right for them at all. They lost four straight games. Uh, a bunch of people got injured. A bunch of people made horrible errors. That was when Franchi took a turn for the worst. He went down to Worcester, ripped it up for a couple weeks, and now he's back and seems like he's found his swing a little bit. If he can keep up his m- mature approach that he had earlier in the season, you know, I think he'll be fine. 
Um, August is ending, uh, meaning Xander Bogarts' game will is about to pick up and he will tear it up for the rest of the season because um, he always sucks from June through August and then picks it up again in September for whatever reason. He likes the fall in New England, I guess. Um, Kike Hernandez had three hits uh, Friday, which is very promising for next year. Kevin Pulecki had three hits Friday, but I don't really care because I'm hoping he's not on the team next year. Um, Trevor Story is obviously back in the lineup. Uh, Hopefully he gets on a roll that is something he can build on next year. Um, And the biggest thing, totally out of nowhere, Rich Hill was dominant in his start yesterday uh, dominant saturday seven innings pitched seven innings pitched for rich will that's the stat that pops out at me the most even more than the 11 strikeouts i have no idea when the last time he threw 11 innings is it wasn't with the red Sox though um three hits one walk 11 strikeouts nowhere in runs i mean he just he had a wiffle ball slider going all day he was work he would get the ball and throw it right back like there was a five second pitch clock on him um, really, you know, really impressive stuff that I've never seen from him before. They said on the, uh, on the Nesson pregame show, when they were talking about Pavetta, they said Pavetta is hoping to have an outing like rich Hills yesterday. I was <laughs> like, that is not something you hear every day. <laughs> and he didn't, he, he blew again today. <laughs> he um, hopefully, he <laughs> hopefully what's happening with him is an arm fatigue thing. Uh, that's what I thought in that horrible series in New York that kind of ended their season in my eyes. Um, because I'm hope- hoping in something that he can recover from and that it's not a mental issue, uh, cause we need him, uh, next year. Uh, but all in all the offense feels stronger with Trevor story in the lineup. Um, too bad JD Martinez is toast and Xander Bogarts is mentally drained from thinking about, uh, his contract situation, which, um, has been a problem entirely because of his own choices that he has decided to make but um you know some good things some not so good things but the season's lost so it doesn't really matter i'm mostly thinking about next year so so i got i got a couple of fixes for all that right the the schedule for next year was put out and we only played the other al east uh 52 times out of 162 games next year right um and nick pavetta just seems like he cannot pitch against AL East so you basically just have to skip his turn in the rotation if they're playing AL East and he'll pitch beautifully against non-AL East opponents Uh, apparently that seems like it'll fix it my big takeaway this weekend as a former Red Sox fan is um, the guys going up and down uh, from Worcester happy to see Jaron Duran go back down um I'm just tired of seeing his ass around. He's just been really pissing me off for the past month. And um, I don't know. He's hasn't done much redeemable in my eyes for a long time. And um, uh, Austin Davis and Saramora getting DFA'd um, to bring in some of these AAA guys. Um, Ryan Brazier's nope. still around. Trade. What do you say? didn't work out. Another shit, another shit bloom trade that didn't uh, work okay. out. Okay. 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 Wait, which um, one? Austin Davis? The Davis, yeah. What did he give up for him? Chavis. Chavis. Who cares? Oh. He, How's he doing? Who <laughs> he's not DFA'd. All right. Because he's playing Do for the, the Pirates, Pirates DFA anybody? <laughs> How do you get DFA'd by the Pirates? <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's doing better than what you know 
he would have been a more valuable asset than Davis had been if he would have stayed. For me, it was Sarmore was a surprising one. I mean, as, as much as he's pissed me off and as much as he really ruined my day in Baltimore a couple months ago, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's been one of the better guys in a bullpen. That's been a mess. Like I, I don't roll my eyes every time he comes out. Um, he's more expensive than Brazier though. And I, I, I think that that was the difference maker. Yeah. Why well, not Brazier? Sawamura had a, a really good season, you know, until I think today was his worst outing. This must've been in the works for a while for whatever reason, but and Austin Davis was, other than Whitlock, he was essentially their best relief pitcher until like three weeks ago. He just cratered, which is, that's baseball. Like at the end of the season, your numbers will usually show who you are. If you're Austin Davis and you tear it up through July, then you're going to blow balls for uh, through August and September because you just can't hide from what you really are in baseball. Yeah, Guys. lots going on. I was very impressed with the Red Sox this weekend. Um, they had two great games. They on Friday night they were about to blow it, right? They 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 blew it early, right? It was like four one, right? And then they came back and they scored. They put nine runs up, and then they almost screwed the pooch again. And it, you know, um, someone gave up three run home run to to uh jose siri and they just they hung on right so they they actually battled back in a game right that that shows me something that they like haven't done at all this year um and that but my issue is that they they're changing all the stuff right they they dfa a couple guys and it's like why didn't we do this earlier why did we keep them around and and string them along when they're just sucking sucking and just some of the moves that the red sox front office makes doesn't make any sense to me like for example you know trevor story like why does he already have a planned day off it's not like he was playing every day right i think he played saturday he played in the minors on on friday i think he had that thursday off so it's not like he's been playing five four or five games in a row it's like i think the friday minor league game got rained out too yeah actually i don't think that he played, he played that thursday game. and he but played saturday it's i mean i don't know it's it's a hand injury so you take you you play a game you you take a rest day make sure it feels fine you know it's it's he's there for the next five years it's you don't want to screw with it his hand i know but it, it's just it just doesn't make sense to me it's like someone's just throwing oh hey what should we do today at like a dartboard and and I don't know. It, well, some, some of the stuff just doesn't make sense to me. At this point, it's pretty much over. And so right, well, I'm. No, but. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about who it's not over for the New York Yankees, who um, have had a, a decent week. Losing a couple to the A's is not great, but they, they beat some really dominant pitchers last week. Um, Josh Donaldson thinks they're back. John, do you think they're back? I don't think they're fully back yet, but I think they're showing signs of life and starting. They're on their way. You know, they're making, they're not at the top of the ladder yet. You know, they were at the top of the ladder earlier. They came crashing back down to rock bottom, hit rock bottom, really bottomed out there. And I think they're starting to head back up the ladder again. They played great against the Mets. I mean, that was a big series. Um, they played right. They won the first game in Scherzer and the ended up missing that start. 
So it was a good series. They played really well when the pressure was on, which was a good sign. Uh, they carried that over to a nice big win in Oakland. And then things started to slow down again. And that's kind of where now I'm getting concerned because they started to look like they're coming back to life yesterday, today, and even to an extent, maybe Friday. They didn't really hit that well. They, you know, obviously lost today, lost yesterday. Um, there's concerns there. I So I think they're getting to where they need to be. But this is it. You know, like I said, they, you don't want to peak in August. And I've been saying for the longest time, they're really going to be focused on September and October. So this is it. Now, now's their chance. They're either going to come out in September. They're going to start really starting to peak again and ramp up and get hot going into October. If they stay flat like this, then they have a real problem. Um, but overall, I mean, look, they're headed in the right direction. Like I said, Stanton's back. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before he gets hot and having him batting behind judge gives, it makes it harder to pitch around judge, which is what's been happening during this past month where they, the Yankees haven't been winning because judge really isn't getting anything to hit. So now you have Stanton in the lineup. It makes it harder to, harder to pitch around judge. I like seeing LeMahieu in the sixth spot hitting behind Stanton. I mean, it's still a little bit of protection for Stanton. Um, another good news is I read that Severino started his rehab. So, Severino is has going out and he's pitching simulated games with the Yankees, like pitching two, three simulated innings at a time. He's going to be getting likely two minor league starts and then should be back for maybe two more starts at the end of the regular season before going to the playoffs. That's a huge weapon to be getting going into the playoffs. If he's healthy, pitching well, rested, I mean, that really, he can be a real game changer going into the playoffs, a shutdown pitcher. Um, you know, we got Holmes coming back any day as well from his injury. This is big because is Holmes good he was? And he's, is he going to be that lockdown closer that we saw? Or is he going to be more what he had been post-All-Star break where he starts, he struggles and maybe he's not as good as we thought he was? If that's the case, I think the Yankees really need to experiment in a short time in September, the bullpen by committee uh, or the closer by committee roles. I know they like to have their closer, their eighth inning guy, their seventh inning guy. Nobody's been consistent this year. It's really time to just kind of go with the hot hand and just ride the hot hand as long as you can and just keep going with that. Those are all going to be the things I think that's likely to happen and what we're going to see over the next month. Um, I'd like to call out Benny Biceps. You guys loved him. He had, uh, he was basically the Yankees player of the week, had bat like 400 over the past couple of games. Uh, my one thing though, what I'm trying to figure out here, because I don't understand this, a Benny Biceps, biceps like that, right? I mean, he hit what, 2018 to 20 home runs to Fenway, which is this horribly hard park to hit in apparently. And Yankee Stadium, which is the easiest park to hit in, in the world with these giant biceps that he's got, Luke. He's just not hitting any home runs there. I just I don't understand this. Why could he hit all those home runs in Fenway, but not hit home runs in Yankee Stadium? Doesn't make he, sense to me. He stopped lifting. He he didn't do it. it the whole time he was with the Royals. He had like four doubles, a triple, and two home runs or something. He's a singles hitter. Um, I th- I I do think I fully support the Yankees going the closer by committee route. I think that is the way to go for them. It's I mean every time a team has gone the closer by committee route. It has had the exact imp- the exact results that I want to see for the Yankees this year. So I do fully support that. And I think the only thing the Yankees are missing, it's just like a chemistry thing. They need like a group bonding experience. In particular, I think they all need to get tattoos. They all need to get tattoos 
from the same place, not a high-end tattoo place you'd see on Ink Mister. Go to the ghettoist, nastiest tattoo place. They should all get tattoos on their legs, the same tattoo. And I just think they do that. That'll really galvanize them and help them come together as a team. I mean, you got nothing to do left to do but hate for the rest of the season, right? Just be thinking of stuff like this. I'm thinking about how my team can win, and you're just thinking ways to hate on my team. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means so much to me. I could have a full schedule and still have plenty of time to hate. <laughs> what, what Luke is referring to, of course, is um, Aroldis Chapman going on the IL because he got a, an infection from a tattoo, and um, he's going to be out for like two weeks, they think. And um, it's not the only lefty to go on the IL this week, Nestor Cortez. They just made up an injury for him and like <laughs> can't even, can't even like pretend that it's real like they just he's just he's just hurting he's just aching you know he's gonna take a couple of days off so they can rest him um he's got a strained uh, mustache <laughs> uh barnes i'll go to you uh i know you've been busy uh with with baby barnes but uh thoughts on the yankees over the past week uh man they're not completely back yet. Um, they're they're definitely getting there. I think what John touched upon earlier uh, in the month, earlier in the you know like July as well, is you never want to peak in August. And I and obviously the Yankees did the exact opposite of peak in August. They were absolute garbage. They looked like my son's diaper right after he was born. I was like, what the heck? What color is that? Like, ugh. Um, that was the equivalent of the Yankees in the month of August, uh, this past week, um, a week ago from today, uh, they beat the blue Jays in the four to two. They, and then they beat the Mets back to back. Then they had the day off. Then they had the monster win in Oakland. Then they had a, a close win in, uh, in Oakland. And then they lost these last two games in Oakland. So they split that Oakland series, but I think they're getting there. I think the Yankees are getting there. I'm seeing a lot of things and I'm like, Hey, uh, John said he likes DJ in the sixth spot. I always thought DJ was a really good hitter with runners in scoring position. He's not your classic number one hitter. Hell, dude, bat him right behind Judge if you have to, because he seems like he's actually getting hits, whereas Stanton might not be there yet. But even Stanton's showing signs of life. So I think the Yankees are getting there. Uh, they got a really tough month of September. So, And I was hoping that they would turn it on a little bit sooner than they did in august but you got the raise a bunch of the uh you got a bunch of raise this month uh twins you know socks are always just pesky even though they're you know a bunch of losers and you know they smell they smell like the diaper uh, let me tell you that the red Sox smell like the diaper um but i th like i said i really do think that the yankees are getting there um we'll see for sure especially in the homestand that's coming up uh, that starts on on yeah, September. Wow. I, time flies when you have a baby. Let me tell you that. And it's only been like a couple days. days. <laughs> uh, September 5th starts their homestand. They got four with the twins and three with the Rays. I really think that the Yankees are, you know, I'll say it every time. And I was wrong last time that they had a homestand. They kind of got smacked, but this homestand is what I think we're really going to need to see. Like, you need to make a stand against these playoff possible teams. I think the Twins will make it into the playoffs. They've had a little bit of a dip. Uh, the Rays are there. They're in the wild card right now. And you got to just see what you can do against these teams that are going to be competing with you in you know, yeah. late September, early October. 
Yeah, and you Red Sox fans can make fun of the Cortez injury, but that's a good thing. He needs his rest. He has not been what he was earlier. They need to just put him on the shelf, ice his arm for a little while. And as far as Chapman, I mean, this is the perfect ending to his Yankees career. It started out with the immediate nightmare. It ends with just, I, I, Chapman, God bless him, could throw a ball over 100 miles per hour, but he does not make the wisest of decisions with his life. And this just name one, name one, name one. Um, I do think you guys bring up a really important uh, point, which is uh, beating the Mets both both times last weekend. Uh, big game against Scherzer, chasing off Degrom to skip his start. Uh, you know there are going to be some really tough playoff teams to beat. I'm not so sure the Yankees can beat Houston. Um, you got uh, the Dodgers and the Braves. Really, they're you know they're going to give the Mets a run for their money. Um, I don't think it's the the Subway World Series we thought it might be two months ago, but it could also be. Um, and so. Uh, proving that they can beat the Mets, I think, is um, is really important. You know, Herman Herman beat Degrom, right? <laughs> yeah, and can we just point out? You said we mentioned Houston. Verlander just went down with a calf injury today, yes. and those things can get tricky. We don't know what Houston's going to be without Verlander, and I mean, how much time he'll miss as well. So, oh, and so, z- sorry, go ahead, Doug. No, 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 you go ahead. And Zach Britton strained his ass today, <laughs> or, or yesterday, or whatever, right? <laughs> No, seriously. Hey, I've done that it was before. A leg cramp. It's not it was fun. A leg cramp. He didn't I even throw a pitch like a in the game. I'm not even joking. I thought it was like a strained glute. Walking out to the mound. Yeah, you're right. Ah. So, so you guys talked about like the big series that they had against the Mets, but does does it really count? I mean, great, you guys could beat the Mets, but like then you go and drop two of three to to Oakland. Like, doesn't that no, kind of split with out Oakland. your book? It was like two and two against Oakland. They split it. But I mean, it, oh. beating it's the Mets, I mean, it's Max Scherzer. I mean, you be, they beat Max Scherzer. I, to me, yeah. that's, yeah, that's big. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I think beating the Mets says a whole lot more than losing to the A's. Like, you could just punt it against the A's, whatever. We already got the split. Who gives a shit? Um, but like in the games that matter, they're winning. They, they beat Alec Manoa last Sunday. You know, like I, they're, they're winning important games. I yeah. also wanted to say something Barnes said before about LeMahieu is not a true leadoff hitter. I said this Wednesday, I think too. I don't, I don't think there's many leadoff hitters in the league anymore. I don't think that's like a thing that people are striving for. Like nobody is out there. It's so much is about launch angle. Now nobody is out there in high school and college trying to be the guy that slaps singles the other way and get stolen bases, which I, it's something I hadn't even really thought about until I was trying to predict the Red Sox lineup for next year. And Verdugo was the one who made the most sense. And I was like, oh, yeah, they don't have a true leadoff guy. They haven't had one in a while. And then I was like, well, the Yankees don't either, and the Orioles don't either, and nobody's got what? a freaking leadoff guy. Cedric uh, Mullins? Yeah. Well, a, a, 30, a, a guy who hit 30 home runs last year as a true as a traditional leadoff guy? Listen, He's never going to do that again. <laughs> No, he's never going <laughs> to listen. If, if you say, Hey, go bat lead off and do all the things that a prototypical lead off hitter would have done like 10, 15 years ago. And you said Cedric Mullins go out there. And then he has a 30, 30 season, like on top of it, like 
that makes you a prototypical plus 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 leadoff hitter. Yeah, right. I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying no, I like, know, there's but... not many leadoff hitters left. Doesn't Byron Buxton bat leadoff for the Twins too? Yeah, yeah, but like... he only plays like twice a week. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the Orioles, what a great time it is to be an Orioles fan. Wow, Doug, would you like to touch on that? I listen. You, I have so many things to say. I don't even know where to start. Um, I will start with put the clock up. <laughs> yeah, give me like 10 minutes though. The 60 um, second, everything you need, need to know no. about the Orioles past week. No, 60 seconds. That's, I'm just it's kidding. not enough time. Um, <laughs> listen, the last time they had a winning month was in 2017. They have now won in June, July, and August. And oh, they have like the best record in that time frame also. Um, and that all coincides with Rushman coming up, right? Clearly, it's not just him doing it, but his presence is making other people better. And the amount of walk-offs they win, that the the amount of walk-offs that they've won, and like come from behind to you know late late uh, inning comebacks and all that stuff is insane. And they're not very good on the road. They're they're they do very well at home, and not so good on the road. But then they go out this weekend and they they make fools of the Houston Astros. Like they had, they scored before today, like they only scored four runs in the whole series. The Orioles only scored six, but they still won two games. Um, Stellar pitching, like a no name, you know, rotation, right? We can talk all about like injuries for the Red Sox and all that. Like the Orioles lost their best pitcher to Tommy John. And all right, these guys don't have a chance in hell, and they're just lighting it up. A bunch of no-name guys, too. Every other team in the American League has good guys, and the Orioles are just hanging with them, and they got nobody. I, I um, also would like to like add on to that though, which is like I think that they're no-name guys because they're like they're all rookies, yeah. all of them, you know. Dean Kramer has not pitched very much. Felix Bautista has not pitched that much. You know, right? Adley's making a serious campaign for rookie of the year. Um, Kyle Stowers hit his first home run the other day to tie it up yeah. in the bottom of the ninth. They right? game. Like yeah. they're all they're all gonna be around forever. So, like, even if this isn't the year, they've got all these guys for years, you know. Yeah. By the way, that Felix Bautista, uh he should have co-MVP, uh co- rookie of the year uh with with Adley because if you guys go look at that dude's stats like he just throws 101 like it's nothing and he makes he makes he made um what was that Luis Robert yeah he made him look like a fool go watch he that he really, did. he really did he just <laughs> dropped his bat <laughs> yeah he I, no I think he dropped his bat like three times during yeah. every pitch and and that dude is a monster he's he's big as hell right he's like he's like he's like Aaron Judge size and and he's just nasty he is nasty listen they've won their last four series win at win versus Houston win versus the White Sox win versus the Red Sox win versus Toronto uh loss at Tampa Bay but then you have win versus Toronto, win versus Pittsburgh, win versus Texas. 
And that's just August. I can go back. But you get my point. Those last uh, three teams are all bad, though. Last it's three. Bad. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, but, I mean, still, like, you beat the teams that you're scheduled to play, right? They they had a They had a very easy part, but then they had this gauntlet that they had to run through. Toronto, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, White Sox, Houston, and they still got Cleveland before they get some uh, relief with Oakland, but then they go right back at it. Toronto and Boston after that. Yeah, they have and 35 then... games left and yeah. 10 of them are against the Blue Jays. Yeah. So it is very possible like they're they're beating the Blue Jays. Like they've won their last they won four out of their last five against the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays are the team to beat. At the beginning of the year, when I said the Blue Jays are a fourth-place team, I never thought the Orioles would be in third place. <laughs> thought the Red Sox would be there. But it is very possible if the Orioles can win six, seven of these versus Toronto, at, you know, out of the next ten that they play against them, like, that's the team you got to beat to get in. I agree. I think – uh, whoever wins the most in those 10 games, I think that's the, the third wild card team. Like, I think that's the difference maker. Plus, these guys, Toronto just got swept in, in against uh, Shohei. Shohei made Manoa look like a fool that day. Oh, you can pitch? Yeah, well, I can pitch and hit too, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I hate that guy. You'll hear more from me about him later. Right. Yeah, Manoa's, Manoa's a piece of shit. He's just looking to fight. Don't 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 talk about him yet. He's just looking to fight somebody all the time. <laughs> all right, talk about him later. All right, easy all right. there, Derek. Easy, Derek. <laughs> let's let's transition. Let's transition. What Doug wants to do, he wants to do some studs and duds. We're gonna go uh, around the horn like we just did. We're gonna go in the same order: Sox, Yanks, Orioles. We're gonna hit on one stud and one dud from each team. One guy we want to highlight, one guy we want to shit on, and then we'll go around the same order one more time. We're going to do it to talk about the league a little bit. Wait, hold on. I stepped out. Did you talk about the rut The rut stat? Oh, no, we haven't, no. Doug, we can, save, eh, we can save it for studs and duds, though. No, I'll, I'll oh, talk okay, about it. never mind. So, so, well, it's not really a stud or dud topic. But we can just cover it might it be. It, it might, might be. be. Uh, oh, okay. Take that in. <laughs> Okay, hint taken. All right, Luke, Red Sox, your stud and your dud. Uh, my stud for this for this uh, week would be uh, Christian Arroyo, whose OPS is at least as of this time a few days ago was equivalent uh, to JD Martinez all year. Christian Arroyo, not that JD Martinez has been doing great, but Christian Arroyo has. While J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts have been, uh, results-wise, half-assing it, Christian Arroyo and Alex Verdugo uh, have been carrying the offense. Uh, so Christian Arroyo, he's he's been – I fell in love with this guy last year at the beginning of the year. He had so many clutch hits. I thought he brought a certain energy uh, to the team. Love Christian Arroyo. Hope he's going to be on the team next year, but I don't think he will because he just gets hurt too much um so i think probably jeter downs is going to take his spot not sure how i feel about that but we'll see about that and my dud uh nick pavetta you know the guy i anointed him the ace 
back in June, early June, I think. And really ever since that, he has really shit the bed. Um, he's not been the uh, frontline pitcher that I thought he was going to evolve into this year. Uh, hoping he's got the heavy arm thing that Michael Waka apparently had and that it's something get, get over in the off season. Cause we need a lot more from Nick Pavetta. Um, no, that was it. Go ahead. Can I touch on Pavetta for a second? Yeah. So I think Pavetta is going to be really good next year because if you look at him, like he, he had a horrible start and then he's been just, you know, he's had a couple good sprinkled in, but he's approaching his career highs and everything like innings pitch, you know, this is his first, like, full, full, full year, right? Um, so, I think getting over this hump of, like, the whole year, I think he'll and, – and to be honest, he's been the most consistent, right? He's pretty much taken the ball every fifth or whatever. He's pretty much taken his, ro- his turn in the rotation. So, I, I got to commend him for that. But, yeah, the Red Sox had a chance to um, sweep – you know, that sounds weird saying it out loud. The Red Sox had a chance to sweep someone, um, an AL East opponent at that. And I really wish Pavetta would have come out. So I, I do agree with you. But I think it'll be better next year. And we're, we're going to say that about Pavetta every year for the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, John, your Yankees, uh, stud and your dud. So with my stud, I'm going to give it to Oswaldo Cabrera, who came up and started playing his first couple games over the past week or week and a half. Uh, Every game he's come out and he's made at least one impressive defensive play. Uh, He's playing with a lot of energy, a lot of heart. Uh, And now he, even the past couple of days, his bat's starting to come alive. He had back-to-back three hit games. Um, He's looking pretty good and he's could potentially make Marwin Gonzalez irrelevant and, I am perfectly okay with Marlon Marwin Gonzalez getting DFA'd and I would love to see as Waldo as Waldo Cabrera take his place and especially going into the playoffs uh, for the record. I, over the past couple of days, I've referred to him as his Drupal Cabrera multiple times. So <laughs> that's probably going to happen at least once or twice on this podcast. Doesn't he already have like five defensive runs saved or some, some six that like that. I'm not entirely sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's going out and doing something every single game. He's yeah, I think I saw a graphic that he had like five, and this was a couple days ago. And I'm like, man, that's pretty impressive to do that in that short. So he must be pretty good. I saw the home run Rob he had. That was that was sick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's been a lot of fun to watch. I, so I'm glad they called him up, and I'm glad that they're finding playing time for him. As far as my dud's concerned, that's going to be Glaber Torres. A couple of weeks ago, Barnes and I did a YouTube video with Derek where I called this guy out and said he really needed to step off. The Yankees were bottoming out, and it was time for him to put up or shut up, basically. It was time for him to either reach his potential or for the Yankees to seriously consider moving on. He did not live up to his potential. He has not played well this season. And I think going into the playoffs, the more I'm thinking about it, I think it's more likely that you see – now they'll have an everyday lineup in the playoffs. You're going to see probably Josh Johnson playing third base because of his defensive abilities, not because of his bat. DJ LeMahieu playing second base. And I think Blaver Torres is unfortunately going to be the odd man out. It's unfortunate. I really, really, really liked him. I thought back in 2019, he was going to be a superstar. He has not been that. And he really has shown what a dud he can be over this past few weeks. Torres is the biggest proof that I've seen so far that the cleanup hitter spot 
uh, in major league baseball lineups is not really like a, like a, a celebrated spot anymore. Cause every time I look at the Yankee lineup, it seems like he's hitting cleanup. Like, I feel like he's hit cleanup a bunch, like at least in the last few weeks. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. Weeks, but... They've been missing a lot of players. I think he's been hitting cleanup more out of necessity. But when everybody's healthy, he's been batting at the end of the bottom of the lineup most of the season. Did he hit 47 home runs in 2019? He had like 38, I think. But Did again, he? like oh. 20 of those were against the Orioles. So. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. All right. We'll yeah, get the Orioles was, talk later. That was when they were still doormats a couple of years ago. <laughs> and right, 20 Barnes. of them probably went into the second I'm row. I'm insulting the 2019 Orioles, not the 2022 Orioles. I know. Because if you were insulting the 2022 Orioles, we'd be fighting right now. <laughs> Before we get to the Orioles, Barnes, for strongly Yankees, your stud and your dud of the week. I'll try to keep it a little quicker. Uh, not pooping on the Orioles right now. Uh, so just celebrating the Yankees. Uh, Domingo Herman, absolute stud uh, over the last seven. So it may be, you know, he had two starts, 14 innings pitch, allowed seven hits and one earned run. Uh, I mean, what more can you ask for a guy who everyone was like, once they traded Montgomery and got Montas, they're like, oh my God, Herman stinks. I'm like, guys, do we not forget what Herman was? He was on the verge of really breaking out before he obviously had his own off the field issues come up. But I'll say, dude, this guy is going to break out. And I always really liked Herman. I always thought he could be pretty good. And this week he was the my Yankees stud. Uh, Yankees dud. I don't even I was going to try and come up with something good for this guy like dud Jay LeMahieu, but he's just been really bad. He average like his slash line is 105 105 248 like he's just been really bad and you know i i ultimately think that's maybe why they slid him down into the lineup i mean i like the idea of him being able to hit well with runners in scoring position that being said there need to be runners on but he's also just been god awful at the plate he's only had one rbi over the last seven days like what like you know 19 at bats one rbi that is not who DJ LeMahieu is, you know, like, let's be like, let's face it. You know, no one can deny it. Like he has just been bad. He is my Yankees dud of the week. Doug, your Orioles stud and your dud. I don't have a dud for them. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. He's not I, even playing the game. I now. don't. <laughs> um, actually, I do. Never mind. I just thought of him. No, um, you cannot be a real fan of a team unless there's somebody on that team you absolutely <laughs> freaking hate and want off that team. I don't so, even care if it's the last guy in the bullpen. There's somebody you have to hate. So the last seven games uh, that a catcher not named Adley Rutschman started behind the plate, so Robinson Chirinos or Cheerios, whatever his name is, um, they're one in six. So when Adley – I don't know. When Adley doesn't catch, you know, because now that Mancini's gone – Adley's playing, you know, hitting every night, but in that DH spot. Um, but when he doesn't start behind the plate, they're like one and six. So um, he's my dud. They're also and my- 15 and three this month when Adley does catch. So, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. See, like, so, so that's it. They probably only have nine losses. Yeah. So the rest are from him. Um, I, I'm not saying he's the reason, but. You know, that's that's a pretty glaring stat, you know, over like 30 games or so. Anyway, uh, my stud, 
I'm going with Felix Bautista. I, I talked about him earlier. Um, he pitched, he got a two out. Oh no. He got the, he got a two out save that technically turned into, well, he got, I think it was technically a win against the Astros, but he should have gotten a win and a save. Um, Cause he was, yeah, he, he stayed in, he got, he got the lead while he was pitching and then he closed it out. Uh, pitched two innings that day. And then I think he pitched, he had a sick game earlier in the week too, but he, he has like upper fifties uh, games pitched and he has like a one and a half ERA and he's just, he's just nasty. My Orioles dud is still Tony Tarasco and it has been for 26 years for letting that little 12 year old jerk off, steal that ball from him and give Derek Jeter his, his actual first ever big moment in the playoffs. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, Felix Bautista. Uh, I just wanted to add that. uh, Yeah. At the game on Thursday night, hanging out by the bullpens and, um, you know, it was really close and they, you know, Bautista was kind of up and down, not really sure if he was going to pitch or not. And one thing I noticed about him is that he, he was just chill as shit. Like he got up and sat down like three times and it never seemed to bother him. And he was just kind of watching the game and he'd throw a couple warm up pitches and then he'd stop and watch the game for a little while. Like he didn't seem stressed. Like it's a huge situation for him. And like, he did not seem stressed out at all. You know, meanwhile, Liam Hendricks is, is warming up the White Sox bullpen and he's throwing water bottles and he's throwing gum and he's barking at kids who are asking for a ball. And then he goes in and he blows the save. And so I thought like the, <laughs> um, that was a really interesting dichotomy. Um, my stud and my dud, my stud is, is the obvious one, the rookie of the year, Adley Rutschman. Um, this is uh, the Orioles are 51 and 36 since the day Adley got called up. That's a 586 winning percentage. Um, baseball is not a sport where you can have one guy and your team's really good. Um, you can have that in basketball. Sometimes you can even have that in football. Baseball is not really like that. Uh, unless that guy's name is Adley Rutschman and then he's all you need to make your team really good. Um, yeah. What, what did we say? 15 and three, 16 and three in the month of August, every time Adley catches, um, he's bumped up to second in the order. They want him to DH when he's not catching. I mean, he can do, he can do it all and um and he's doing it all and uh yeah he's very impressive luke do you have the the rut stat in front of you oh i don't have the exact stats in front of me i just know that i know who the players are okay uh, go ahead of all players whose last name starts start with r-u-t he has the third most career home runs out of any of them fought right um a little behind babe ruth and <laughs> less behind josh rutledge former red Sox, former journeyman utility infielder that had a stop over with the red Sox. one day Um, adley will top that list that was one of my favorite things i saw on the internet i screenshot it immediately throw it in the chat i'm like this is for doug this is for pat because (laughs) pat has abandoned the the red Sox, and he's all in on rushman just like doug (laughs) they're stuck Um, in a rut And then uh, in my dud of the week, because there are no true duds on the Baltimore Orioles, is yeah. Ryan Mountcastle for these fucking car shield commercials 
that are driving me insane. They show one during every commercial break on MLB TV, and he's the worst spokesperson I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that the guy can read based on his um, his appearance in this Car Shield commercial. You have local commercials on your MLB.tv feed? Just that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been graced with that one. I was going to ask that too, because I should be getting those also. I don't know, but they show it every beat. Okay, listen, don't ask for it, okay? You're well, gonna, wait, like, you, you, you stay you too close to your phone it? and you're going to start getting them or something, but they are miserable and they show one during every commercial break. How do you All even, I get is moment of zen. and then blacked out from the Orioles? <laughs> This is during other games. I get a Ryan Mountcastle car commercial. I, I have swear yet to, to God. <laughs> I have yet to see this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Mountcastle, and I'm here for Car Shield. <laughs> I'm used to it's like something like, oh God, what is it? I I, I try and tune get it into out. character, Pat. Let's hear so, it. For so it's like something like yeah, yeah. when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm batting, you have to be ready for anything. You have to be ready for anything when it comes to. Fixing your car, some shit like that. It's just horrible. It's horrible. And um, yeah, he's he he can barely speak. Um, all right, we're gonna do one more rapid fire studs and duds, but we're gonna do it throughout all of Major League Baseball. Who's been on your mind? Who do you want to shit on? I'm gonna switch up the order a little bit. Barnes, you might have to leave early because you got the baby. So I'll go with you first. All right. Uh, yeah, the baby. Uh, let me do the uh, the dud first, because uh, my wife just brought in the baby and she goes, what am I doing wrong with this baby? And there is just like I looked at his like outfit and his whole back is wet and he hasn't pooped. So I'm like, is that pee? There's just pee everywhere. And pee is everywhere for this guy, Sean Mania for the San Diego Padres. <laughs> and this guy is just he had four innings pitched. He allowed six runs like. Remember a couple of years ago when we were talking about like, hey, Sean Maniah, this might be that guy. He might be the next yeah. guy. And yeah, he, he no has just had Red pee Sox. everywhere. In There's 2018, just... he no hit the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, and now there is pee all over his back. He is my league dud of the week, which also kind of coincides with something I might mention later, how I think the Padres might fall out of the playoffs. But anyway, my stud of the week is my man from the National League. Uh, I also root for the Brewers. My stud of the week is Christian Yelich. Uh, his slash line is a 462 average, 731 slugging, 1.212 OPS. He is just crushing it. Um, I think he's gonna. his success is going to help vault the Brewers into the playoffs instead of out of the uh, playoff picture where Doug and I talked about on our Twitter space. Uh, feel free to join that weekly. We always love having you listeners come in into a live Twitter space. Um, and you can find that usually on the Tuesday night show, uh, Tuesday night show yeah. because it is live. And that is when you're listening to it, but you may listen to it on Wednesday. Um, but we would love to talk about that uh, some more. So Christian Yelich stud of the week. That really well, is a Tuesday night show because people can listen to it on Tuesday night. Exactly. Oh, Thank you. Barnes, I thought you were going to say uh, Josh Hader from the Brewers because he's vaulting the Padres out of the postseason because he just sucks so bad right now. Pee on his back too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Barnes, word of advice from a new father also 
if your kid is still breathing at the end of the day, you're doing a good job. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm <laughs> I'm doing that part right. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that mattered to me for the first couple months. <laughs> the thing is the bumps on the head are what scare most first-time parents, but the, the the their heads are more resilient than you think. So you hear like a like a like a plop and like oh god don't don't go right to the hospital they're probably okay all parents do that but yeah i may have accidentally dropped something on his head already don't tell his mom <laughs> yikes yikes it's a 40 right. pound weight <laughs> john you're up you're uh you're across all major league baseball you're studying you're dead so my start of the week i'm gonna go with steve cohen the owner of the mets uh, the, he's really changed the culture over there as much as I hate to see it. They did an old timers day this weekend, which I know the fans really, it meant a lot. It seemed pretty cool. The pictures I saw, um, in the videos I saw of some of those old time Mets who a lot of some like Doc Good and Daryl Strawberry consider actually Yankees, not here, not the point. The fact of the matter is, uh, the Mets are really changing the culture over there because of Steve Cohen and it's giving me trauma, traumatic flashbacks of when, I first got into baseball and I was one of like two Yankees fans in my class and everybody else loved Gary Carter and the Mets. Um, my dud of the week, that's going to be the Boston Red Sox. Like, look, let's face it. We really thought going into this season, they were going to be a good team. That was supposed to be great for bleacher brawls. Instead, they've actually just been absolute trash this season. It's the last thing we need right now. Things could be so much better for us if they were in playoff contention, but they had to ruin it for us. And I will never understand why Heim Bloom traded Hunter Renfro for Jackie Black Bradley Jr. I think he was just trying to like screw Bleacher Brawls. That's that, that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> he got yeah. two prospects this, as well. He likes the prospects. <laughs> that we'll see in four years. This is supposed to be a show of rivalries. And Bloom just came in and just shit all over the rivalry this year. Like there's no rivalry anymore. It's, he also came in this year, by the way. Yeah, this is his first year. Future Brawls is not a one-year project. Over the next <laughs> 10 years, it's going to be great for the, great for us. Yeah, we're going to win the World Series every year. Uh, Doug, you're studying your dead. I got two studs. Um, one, that, no, one that everyone can agree on. Uh, we talked about it on the Tuesday night show. Uh, Albert Pujols. God is- damn it. You So you got to have two studs. And one of them is the one I was. Yeah, exactly. Say. Come on. Oh, you it. took mine too. What the hell? I'm going to name seven studs. Go first. <laughs> so, well, th- that could be everyone's stud again when he actually hits 700 later this year. Uh, but my real stud is Sandy Alcantara. So he wasn't even your on. real stud. He was your throwaway stud. <laughs> and you took mine. No, Pujols was the throwaway stud. Exactly. Um, he. <laughs> He got shit on by the Dodgers earlier this week, and he came back this weekend, pitched a complete game. He has, like, five or six more than, like, every other team combined uh, in MLB. Um, so, good job getting revenge on on the Dodgers, man. And uh, my dud? Uh, I don't know. I find the, the Roldis Chapman thing so, so funny. Like, it's just – it's like a Fernando Tatis-esque injury, like the motorcycle or the Chris Sale, whatever he fucking did. You know, it's just like that dumb baseball thing that, yep, you're a dud, bro. All right. <laughs> you're a dud, bro. It reminds me of uh, Bryce Harper's That's a Clown question, bro, a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Luke, do you have another stud? I guess. Yeah, next time we do studs and duds, everybody just mention one, especially if the first one is like a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so how that is, in case anyone after you was going to pick that person? <laughs> how was I supposed to know anyone else was going to pick him? Whatever, whatever. Everybody's just been ahead. watching him and everyone likes him. Um, okay. So I was going to pick pool holes. But Doug just list decided to list everybody who did well this week yeah. um, in base in professional baseball. So I'll go with uh, Tristan Cassis, who has been ripping it up in uh, in Triple A um, for the last really since he came back from his ankle injury. Um, so when he comes up next year, uh, he will be one of the reasons why everybody will realize, oh, maybe it made a little sense what Heimblum was doing, uh, building for the future. Tr- Tristan Casas isn't a guy he drafted, but the team that is assembled around <laughs> Casas and Devers and, um, you know, everybody else on the team that's going to be contributing next year is going to look a lot better like for the next several years because Bloom has acquired so many top <laughs> top prospects with elite tools so that when so they're stockpiled so that when those guys are ready to come up even if a couple of them don't pan out there will be so many good ones that they will still have enough ammo to be a really good team it's preordained it's going to happen you can't have love for a guy who has nothing to do with the stud that you just mentioned (laughs) I love Bloom, even though he had nothing to do with Cassis. <laughs> Just had to work it in there, huh, Luke? I did, because not only did you steal my stud, but everybody is deciding that Bloom is the reason that all the Red Sox got injured this year. All the good ones, anyway. Uh, and my dud is, this isn't a new development, but we haven't really talked about it that much. Uh, Fernando Tatis. Um, so, uh, uh, what, Shamanaya? On the Padres is one dud. Um, I mean, Josh Hader is kind of a giant dud right now. But, I mean, Fernando Tattoos isn't playing for the Padres right now. But he is proof positive that, you know what? It may not be the best idea to just pay these guys, these young stars right away and lock them in to long. What does he have, a 14-year contract or something stupid like that? And so they paid this guy and locked him in long-term before they even realized he's a complete jackass riding motorcycles, uh, injuring himself, playing soccer on the field right after, as he's rehabbing, uh, the wrist injury that he hurt in the motorcycle accident. And then he's taking PEDs. Um, they, the Padres loaded up this year and they will not have their best player, um, that was supposed to be the focal point. So Fernando Tatis, everybody on that team hates him. Nobody is shy about telling the world that they hate him. I think it's fantastic to see um, prima donna, self-entitled people kind of get theirs in the national spotlight. So, um, you know, uh, rock on people that can't stand Fernando Tatis. All right, I'll go. Um, Albert got taken from me as well, but um, man, am I rooting for that guy? I mean, like that would be so great and so rare. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that happens. I don't think he's going to get enough at bats to make that happen, but uh, I'm rooting for it. Um, my real, I guess not my real, but Albert was my real, but my backup stud is, and I'm never going to be able to pronounce his uh, last name correctly. Um, Braves GM, Alex 
Anthopoulos. I'm not a Braves fan. If you're a Braves fan, you know how to pronounce it. I don't. Um, it Anthropolis. Is, <laughs> it is amazing to me that the Braves um, are going to have the same team for the next eight years. And all of those guys are very good. <laughs> And they're going to be scary forever. And um, and he's just figured out how to lock them down. And he's locked them all down for cheap. It's I, I like I can't believe um, some of the deals he's getting for this guy for these guys. Um, they're putting some of these crazy ass you know Corey Seager contracts to shame, um, showing that um, you can lock guys down for a long time without having to give them ridiculous money. And the Braves are going to be good forever. Um, my dud is a guy that we we don't talk about being a done i think because we're just so infatuated with him and um Chet, he wants a long-term deal as well um rafi devers this guy's been a ghost for the past month i mean i understand the team has been really shitty um over the past 30 games he's a 203 average 258 on base 407 slugging he's got a 610 ops over the past month um and you know i'm never gonna say maybe not never, but for the time being, I'm not going to say anything shitty about Rafi, but the guy's just disappeared and he's doing a lot of offers lately. And um, in a team that doesn't have a lot of bright spots, um, it has not been fun watching him play lately either. The funny thing about that is when he, I mean, he's an awesome player. He's going to be awesome for his whole career, but when he hits the skid next year, you know, for like 10 games or whatever, Red Sox fans like Doug (laughs) are going to say, see, (laughs) I told you the whole time, Bloom's an idiot. Why did he lock this guy in before he was even a free agent? You know what he was doing? Look at this guy can't even hit. And we're stuck with him for the next 10 years. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. We're going to we're gonna do this last one. And we're going to do it fast. Um, we are going to play a little call your shot. We are about a month away from the playoffs. It's coming soon. Um, Luke, I don't know why you said seven playoff teams. It's six, right? Did I say seven? Yeah, it's six. Oh, whoops. Three division winners, three wild cards. We're going to – maybe we'll come back around and do the National League. Um, another show, I feel like maybe it might be a little more set in stone than the American League. The American League race might be a little more fun over the past month. Um, we're going to quickly go around the horn. Your three division winners, and who do you think the three wild card teams are going to be? Once they're going to go to Barnes, he's on baby watch. He might have to split, so I'll let you go first. Okay, well, around the horn, as far as division leaders, I think it's uh, AL East is the Yankees, and then, oh, crap, I didn't really think about the Central. I actually think the uh, the Guardians will be, they'll win the Central, and then the Astros in the West, and then as far as AL uh, wild card, I will go Mariners, I will go, <laughs> much to my dismay, the Orioles, yeah, uh, but I've also got the Twins. That means the Rays and Blue Jays will fall out. Wow, a little spicy. Wow, Not a little spicy to lead it off with the call your shot segment for the first time. Um, so I'm going with that. And then National League, let's uh, let's go. Uh, oh, uh, I want I let's go Braves. I'm gonna say the Braves overtake the Mets. Uh, I, I got the Cardinals and the Dodgers, and then as far as wild card. Uh, for the NL, I've got the Mets, Philly, and Milwaukee with the Padres sliding out. Wow. Wow. Lots going on here. 
Uh, Luke, I'll get you. I'll let uh, you go next. Uh, so Doug doesn't steal all my shit. Yeah, um, there you go. So the um, I only did American League. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Yankees, obviously in the East. In the Central, I got the Twins overtaking uh, the Guardians uh, and Byron Buxton after he gets healthy, taking the leap from star to superstar. I think once he gets back, he's going to lead that team. He's going to have like a Randy or Rosarena kind of run from the playoffs in 2020 or whenever that was. He's going to end the regular season on that kind of note. He's going to tear it up. Uh, On the West, I got the Astros, clearly. And the wild card, I got the Rays, the Mariners, and after falling out of first place, uh, I got the Guardians uh, rounding that out. And I got the O's shitting the bed and missing the playoffs just because I want to see Doug cry. Uh, Doug, I'll let you respond. All right. Um, I'm going to go out here and make a uh, an even bolder prediction um Yankees in the east that was bold a week that's not the bold one um a week ago I would have said White Sox but they've kind of shit the bed um they they had the chance you know they were hanging around 500 all all year and they had the chance to do something they just never did um I think I picked them at the beginning of the season um I think it's going to be Cleveland uh, but I think that that division is going to come down to like nothing, like like the last game or something. Uh, in the West, I'm picking the Mariners. Mariners to win the AL West because they have a stupid easy rest of schedule, and I think they could win win some games. So putting the wild card at the Rays, well, the Astros for the top one, the Rays and the Orioles. Um, in the National League, uh, Dodgers, um, Cardinals, and Mets, and then Braves, Philly, and who am I missing? I'm missing a third one. Padres, Brewers. Padre, uh, probably three. Who's the third team in the? Um, who's the third team in the NL NL East? Diamondbacks. Go with Diamondbacks. Braves, Phillies, Mets. Phillies. No, I already said said Phillies. Who's the fourth team in in there? No, you're not thinking about the East. (laughs) It's it's not Miami. It's not Washington. Oh, Washington. Yeah, no, it's not them. Um, Probably, probably the Padres. It'd be. I'd say it's tough for the Padres. I I don't think the Brewers are going to make it, even though they should because of their pitching yeah there we go i'm good so right. uh mariners to win the AOS. all right john he's good so you're up all right so my bold prediction is orioles don't lose another game over the yankees for the ales no um I'm, I'm going yankees ales obviously guardians for the al central uh and obviously houston's gonna walk away with uh ales as far as wild cards concerned uh, Tampa, I, I'd love to see them go away, but they're not going to. They're going to get the first wild card spot. Um, I think Mariners take the second wild card spot, and lastly, Doug's Orioles make it as the third wild card. Spot. All right, so I've turned no one into four of you now. Well, four of us, including me. 
They're also my Orioles, by the way, but we don't single handedly got nothing to do with the players. <laughs> You're a second edition Orioles fan, Pat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doug was on the ground level. Yeah. It was, okay. was kind of no, like, I, okay, hold on. I'm not was, taking that shit. Like All right. Doug moved here six months ago. All right. He didn't see the shitty Orioles that I saw for fucking years while I lived here. All right. I was, I was here in 2019. You were? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Whatever. But listen, listen. I don't even care. That, you, you didn't missed? cast your team aside in deference to them as soon as they were good, as soon as Doug did. So <laughs> you're, you're a second, you're a second generation Orioles fan. I didn't, I didn't give you a, uh, you know, a bandwagon and an ultimatum like Luke did to buy into the Red Sox on May 1st. Remember that? Whatever, whatever. My picks. <laughs> Yankees, Astros, Mariners pick is stupid. Uh, in the central, I'm going to the Guardians. They have the easier schedule. They also get to play Kansas City for the last six games of the season, six in a row against Kansas City. Um, and so even if it is tight, I think they're going to get to beat up on the rows a little bit. Um, and then the wildcard teams, I think I all the same. Same uh, picks as John, the Mariners, the Rays, and um, the Orioles. I'm going Orioles. I think it, it's wow. going to be between um, Baltimore and Toronto. And um, these these last 10 games are like, that's going to be, whoever wins that is going to be the wild card team, the third one, I think. No. Manoa and Guerrero are going to both injure themselves in a hot dog eating contest. I'm <laughs> going to take the Blue Jays right out of it. <laughs> I'm going to uh, pick Manoa for my Kirk dog. would be involved in that. I can't see Kirk missing out. It, uh, <laughs> missing out on that either. That's a good point. That's right. In case Doug hasn't been hated on enough tonight, he stopped me from talking about Alec Manoa earlier because he wanted to use him as a yeah. dud, and then yeah. he forgot to use him. And he stole my stud pick when that wasn't even his stud. He just said, yeah, I got two studs, poo holes, but fuck him. I'm not going to really talk about him. I'm going to talk about this other guy. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, Boo Manoa's does. a jackass. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Guy. Um, He's hangry all the time. <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't even know how to wrap it up. Uh, lots going on. The, the, the last month is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're here three days a week. We, we've added the Tuesday night show in, in addition um, to the Monday morning and the Thursday morning shows. Um, you can find us everywhere you find things online. Twitter is our, is our main hub. But uh, we're on YouTube. Derek's doing a great job on YouTube, bleacherbrawls.com. Um, we talk about a bunch of stuff there. We're going to, um, Derek and I are going to talk about the NFL a little bit this week. Um, Luke's doing a series on the Red Sox right now. I just read about a fantastic baseball movie, a League of Their Own, one of the best ones. We've got a lot of great stuff going on there. Um, also, the September calendar will be coming out soon um, on bleacherbrawls.com. Uh, anywhere you find things, we're around. We're talking uh, Yankees. We're kind of talking about Red Sox, but really we're talking about the Orioles. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. So we will see you all in a couple of days. Um, if you want to uh, send us a message, uh, leave us a nice review, uh, leave a comment uh, on YouTube, send us something on Twitter. We'll be around. We'll chat with you. And, uh, and we'd love to hear um, what you think about baseball, what you think about the show. All that kind of stuff. All right. So uh, for John, for Doug, for Barnes, for Luke, myself, I'm Patrick. We're going to wrap it up there. We will see you all next time. Let's go. Is back. Leg tattoos. <laughs>